Hey, good afternoon, folks, or maybe good evening or good morning whenever you're listening to this. This is our podcast for Wednesday, December 27th. As you hopefully already know, we're not meeting tonight uh, for our service, uh, but we have this podcast created so that you can listen uh, online, whether you're at home or on the road or wherever you may be. I'm really excited today because I actually have... Uh, a, a special guest or guests here. Normally, it's me, and I'm staring at Lance. But but this year, our podcast has gotten younger, a lot better looking, and way more charming. So, you guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, hey, guys, uh, you know me. I'm Wyatt, and I'm Lily. I'm Gracie. Okay, I have my three children with me: my 21 year old, 17 year old, and 11 year old. And so we're all going to be doing the podcast together. So we're going to start off with a little fun. And we have all uh, made a list of some of our favorite dad jokes. And so we're just going to start them off. And we'll start off with Gracie. Give us, hit us with your best dad joke. Okay. Do do you want to hear my uh, pizza joke? Yes. Never mind, it's too cheesy. (laughs) actually not too bad that's pretty good that's pretty good lily can you beat that maybe we'll see how does a penguin build its house it glues it together (laughs) it glues it together it glues it together okay why um uh, i i had a joke about construction but i'm still working on it Okay. <laughs> okay. I wanted to lay on out on that one, but you, the rest of you wouldn't. Okay, I got one. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? You just follow the fresh prints. Uh. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that was funny. The fresh. Pr- okay. Okay. okay, go ahead, Gracie. Uh, my mom is mad at me right now because she asked me to sink her phone, so I threw it in the ocean. <laughs> That's actually not bad. That's not too bad. You That's may be bad. leading the league. Okay, Lily. I got another one about igloos, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay. When I moved into my new igloo, my friends threw me a surprise housewarming party. Now I'm homeless. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that actually is good. That one might have bumped you in the first place. Okay, why? Okay, I got an anonymous compliment about my parking skills today. It said, parking fine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we know who said last. Okay. Okay, this is, you're going to think about this one. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Ten. Ten. Ten tickles. Ten tickles. You had to think about that. Okay, last round. Go ahead, Gracie. My dog is a genius. I asked him, what is two minus two? He said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I think that pumped you down. Uh, Yeah, that might have hurt you a little bit. So this last weekend we went to the wedding, and the wedding was beautiful. Even the cake was in tears. Wow, that was your bet. You did so good on number two. Like, you're a one-hit wonder. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, Wyatt. Uh, uh, The child refused to take a nap. She was found guilty of resisting arrest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Okay, okay. And we have, man, I have like, I actually printed off 10. I'm still trying to find my best one. Um, so uh, how about this one? I thought, th I laughed out loud when I read this one. Did you know corduroy pillows are in style? They're making headlines. Because <laughs> <laughs> the headlines? Yeah. Oh. Okay, you get it? Okay, yeah, sorry. That. Okay, well, Gracie wait. wants to have a, a, the, a runner-up. So you're, this better be a good one. Okay. Can anybody tell me what oblivious means? Because I have no idea. <laughs> like, like that's a that's a that's a that showstopper. That was the one she really. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Really, okay. Read that one. So, for those of you listening, uh, I hope you got a chuckle out of those, and you get where uh, the crumb humor comes from. Uh, we love telling jokes. We love dad jokes. I have a lot more, and so just so I know that you actually listen to this, uh, if you will come up to me within the next week and ask me a dad joke, I will give you one that's not, uh, that we didn't share on this podcast. And I am, I am certain it will be a knee slapper. So that's how I know that you listen is ask me about a dad joke. Uh, so now we're going to switch gears just a little bit. We're still talking about favorites, but this time instead of jokes that make us laugh or are really awkward, why? We're just going to talk about uh, favorite passages in the Bible. Uh, and then to start off our new year a little bit later on, we're going to talk about how you can find a favorite passage in the Bible and go through it and maybe uh, look at it in a different light, maybe that you haven't had before. So um, who wants to start us off with their favorite passage? I will. Okay. Youngest first. Okay. Gracie's going to start us off. What's your favorite verse, Gracie? Okay. It's Romans Eight thirty-eight, and I'm going to read it. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angel, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height nor the depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay, that's awesome verse. That's actually certainly my top ten. That's a fantastic. Uh, passage. Tell me, tell me why that why you like it so much. Well, this is my favorite one because it talks about how great God's love is for us, even if our sin is great. Okay, awesome. That like there is nothing, no matter whatever happens, that God will always love you. I absolutely love that. I mean, I just feel like that's one of those kind of verses. It's like a, almost like a, a halftime speech. You know, like. The, the coach comes into the locker room and just like, hey, you guys, you just need to know this. And like, you're more than conquerors. Uh, and so I, I love that one. That's a, a great verse. Okay, let's let's keep moving along. Uh, who wants to go next? I got it. I got it. Okay. So my favorite verse is from First Timothy. Actually, it's a very small little um, book in the Bible in the New Testament. Um, written by Paul, talking to his dear friend Timothy, it says, The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. That's 1 Timothy 1.5. And that's my favorite, um, just because for context in Timothy, um, in the 1 Timothy one three, it says, As I urge you, when I went into Macedonia, 
Stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. And so basically what this is talking about, Paul is sending Timothy out to um, stop all the false prophecies going on in Ephesus. And that was not an easy thing to do clearly. And so he is just explaining to Timothy that this comes from love and it should not be out of hatred. It's just all love. And that's how we should walk in our lives. Yeah. And I think that's kind of hard to do because like, it's, I think it's easy for us to see, right, Lily, that like there's, there's some evil that's going on in this world. There's some confusion that's going on in this world. And there's some people who are doing some things that that we believe based on the Bible that that it is dysfunctional and unhealthy. Uh, but what we can't do is, you know, swing the sword around and say, you're terrible, you're wrong, you're stupid, like, you're the worst, I'm the best type of thing. It's, you have to, you, you have to be motivated by love. Like, even as you're dealing with people that you don't like, as you're dealing with people that don't like you, really, we have to remember to love people. All right. Great. Anybody else have any other comments on that? No? Okay. Why? Uh, I think I think my verse kind of ties into into this a little bit about, you know, Lily's talked about how how we're supposed to deal with other people and treat other people, um, but... But my favorite actually comes from another section of Paul's writing. It's from Ephesians 2. It's a little bit longer. I'll be reading uh, 1 through 10 here. Um, so, so stick with me uh, for a little bit, and then uh, I'll talk about it. So, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms of Christ in order that the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in the king kindness to us in in Christ Jesus for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and it is not from yourselves it is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So um, the reason that I really like this verse, and I also kind of think it it kind of talks about the flip side of, of Lily Lily's verse, is because this now is talking about us. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh. Um, and so I, I really enjoy this because Paul writes and he understands that that at one point, you know, we are living in this sin and we are a part of, of the prince of the air. Um, and, and it is nothing other because of God that we are saved. And I just love in verse 4, um, Paul does this a lot with, with, with the wording that he uses. But in verse 4, he uses, but, but because of his great love. And then it goes on to explain, um, you know, even though we are dead in these transgressions because of God and because of the wonderful, miraculous things that he's done, we are saved uh, and, and saved by grace, not through our works, um, but, but by what, 
we believe and, and how strongly we believe in him. Um, and, and, you know, Paul at the kind of tying this up, uh, wishes this for us. He wants us to see the, the riches of God's grace that, that he has given to us. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, that is verse four just drops. That's it. That is a big, but because I don't know if Lance used to say this, uh, he used to say that like, um, if somebody says, but everything before it doesn't really matter. Like, uh, it, if, if Gracie, if you were to ask me, you know, do I, do I want to go to the, you know, to Hobby Lobby with you? And I said, I would love to go, but, you know, whatever I'm about to say, basically everything before the but doesn't really matter, which is to say, no, I really don't want to go to Hobby Lobby, <laughs> which is true because I never, ever want to go to Hobby Lobby, but somehow you managed to drag me there at least once every few weeks to get paints or canvas or something that you're going to create. But, but I mean, basically what he's saying is here is like, you are dead. <laughs> like, like DOA, like you're, you're out, you're not breathing. Like, but, you know, because of God and the love that he has for us, like we are, we are made alive. And so I, I, I really love that. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm not going to use the word favorite because you've all heard me say at least, two, three hundred times, like, I'll say, this is my favorite verse, and then I'll read a different verse than I've ever read before, and you're like, wait, how can that be his favorite? So, but here's a verse that I like, and I was just reminded of it recently uh, when I was doing some studying, um, and and the, the part that I really always stuck with, this is from Isaiah chapter 6. It's it's really, it's it's known as Isaiah's Commission, and he says, woe is me for I am ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips uh, and I serve a people of unclean lips. Uh, and so we're all familiar with that. Um, but, but really, I want to go back before and say what, what um, caused him, what prompted Isaiah to say this. And so I want to read the first few verses of Isaiah 6. It says, in the year of King Uzziah, uh, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two wings they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling out to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory." At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. And so that's going to lead up to what Isaiah says. But I just, I want to be reminded of the awe that people are struck with when they, when they witness and when they, they see the Lord. I mean, these are menacing creatures. They're angels that if you look throughout the Old Testament, these guys can they can destroy an army in no time, just one of them. And here we have these these creatures that would just bring unbelievable fear in, uh, to any person. And yet here they are in the presence of the Lord. They see him and they cover their faces and they cover their feet. And all they can do is say, holy, holy, holy. And the sound of their voice is so great that the doorposts of the temple shook and it was filled with smoke. 
that's how powerful they are. But even their power pales into comparison to Jesus. And so I just, my my hope is that that I'm not somebody who just walks around like, woe is me, I'm terrible. Um, you know, I, I, I want to be the type of person that says, God is so stinking awesome. He is just amazing. And as a result, I say, you know, I'm just unworthy because he's so great. So uh, those are um, our uh, favorite verses, or at least verses that we like. And so we want to encourage you to to identify one or several different passages of Scripture that you like. You know, here we are. I think today is the 27th. I mean, we're um, just a few days away from a new year, and I know you have some resolutions, and, and probably some of you, your resolution is to study the Bible more. And so we want to introduce you or reintroduce you um, to a, a way of studying the Bible that maybe you might not be familiar with, or maybe you do it all the time. You just, you don't, you didn't know that other people do it this way, or it's actually called something. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Lectio Divina. Uh, it's been around for a really long time, over seventeen hundred years. Um, it, it it gets its uh, origins uh, back in the third century, uh, and and ironically. Um, it is um, origin uh, with an with an e um, that uh, is he's the one who comes up with uh, lectio divina uh, in Latin that means uh, the, that is Latin for the divine reading and so there's four different movements of lectio divina and so we're going to quickly go over those four different movements and so we want to encourage you to think about this the next time you open up your Bible uh, I, I'll I'm not a big fan of um, looking at, you know, 20 different um, verses um, from different writers and uh, and both Testaments all within a short period. I know that's something when I grew up, most of the sermons were about that. You know, you would have um, somebody would have a sermon and they, they do what they was called a commentary uh, sermon where they would have, they would think of one word and then they would open up their commentary and then they would read like 20 different verses that had that word in it. Um, and so I'm, I really prefer like sitting in a passage. Uh, and this is what Lectio Divina does a little bit more. So we're going to start off with our first movement. And Gracie is going to share what's the first thing that you do. Uh, with Lectio Divina. You you read the passage and you uh, go through it and like look at all the little like details. Yeah, you, yeah. you read yeah. through it. You don't have to get like uh, certainly not a whole book, not even a whole chapter. Uh, it, it might be that, but you know, you just get a, a passage, you know, uh, something that you can read within a, a minute or two, or maybe it might just be a verse. Uh, it could be a really short verse and just read it. Um, don't 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 do anything before that. Just just do that. Okay. And then then what's after that? Uh, the second thing is to meditate, um, and and meditating is to to focus in on on what you have read uh, and really focus on on the word that God has prepared in, in front of you. Um, most often, you can you know sit down, uh, get comfortable, focus on your breathing, slow your heart rate, and just uh, really think about the words that God has, has displayed in, in the passage that you've read. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's going to be movement number two. 
Uh, what's movement number three? So movement number three is prayer. And this is actually my favorite part because after you've really focused your heart in on the passage, now it's time to ask God to help you focus even more. And just ask God into your heart and say, Lord, just let me see what I need to see from this passage. Let me hear what I need to hear. Speak through me and live in my heart while I'm reading this and focusing on your word. Yeah, and a lot of times... Um, that that can help you and and really what's encouraged to do while these are four separate movements uh the way i've i've done it and i've i've seen others practice lectio divina is they'll they'll read it and then they'll meditate and then they'll read it again uh, and then they'll pray and they'll read it again and then they'll do this fourth movement with which is contemplation and there's a lot of different ways that you can go with this um, a lot of times, like in meditation, you can pick a specific word uh, that 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 you feel like you know God is calling you to hear. Maybe you maybe you expand on that a little bit and say, okay, what is God, what is God saying through this passage? Um, and then I I think the real thing that that has to happen after that at some point you have to ask the question, what does this mean for me? And then what am I going to do about it? And so, what is God saying? What does this mean to me? And what can I, I do about it? And so, I just want to encourage you, uh, as you have opportunities or make opportunities, which is what you're going to have to do. They're not just going to, the Bible's likely not to just fall, going to fall into your lap when you're walking through your house. And so, you need to make opportunities and then uh, find a passage or say, hey, I'm going to read, you know, the whole Bible this year, or if you want to do the Lectio Divina, that's something I, I strongly encourage. Pick a small passage, maybe similar to what what we've all picked um, today, uh, and 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 uh, find a, a new favorite verse, uh, and find ways that God can speak to you through His Word and how you can use it. So, is there is there anything else anybody? Anybody else want to add anything? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to close out with one more dad joke. Um, man, this is going to be tough because there's so many good ones. Um, I, okay, how about how about this one? Okay, I made a pencil with two erasers. It was pointless. Mm. So that's kind of that joke right there was a little bit nobody even that wasn't even laugh there was like a a grunt a moan yeah. in that one the that classic was, you know heavy nose breath just, that yeah. came for that oh, one that's terrible. so i have others but remember if you if you listen to this podcast come up to me and ask me one of the uh dad jokes it might make you laugh it'll probably just make you groan a little bit but um i'll chuckle inside a little bit uh and i'll be warmed knowing that somebody listen to the podcast. So hope you have um, uh, a great rest of your year and I look forward to seeing you next year. Uh, we, we will be meeting on Sunday, of course, and it, it will be our regular schedule program. So we look forward to seeing all of you then. Thank you. Have a great day and God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.